Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the first of uh, what may be a series, may not be a series. Uh, it's Martin and Ruthie's Plague Cast. I like the quarantine sessions. Yes, the quarantine sessions. That's a good one. We'll, we'll, yeah. yeah, that's better. Well, we thought long and hard about what we should call this uh, brand new unofficial podcast. And Dad thought long and hard, and I just came in with just the perfect title. It's, Ru- it? <laughs> it's Ruthie and Dad, The Quarantine Sessions. Because I think that makes her sound like a, a group of sort of nomadic musicians. Yes, well it does, The Quarantine session. It makes it sound like it's a sort of bootleg Bob Dylan album, mm. which it isn't really, although we will um, hear a little bit of Bob Dylan a little bit later on when we uh, compare music choices. Uh, first of all, though, you're locked down with your mum and dad. Not ideal a for dream, A dream <laughs> situation. From Not, a young age, all a 19-year-old ever wants is to... Um, to end up stuck at home w- with your mum and dad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, people are dying, as, as we know. and what, As they always are. As they always are, this is true, but, you know, in greater numbers. Yeah. And one of your uh, friends said to you the other day, uh, do you know just, anyone... Just without, with no, absolutely no context, we hadn't spoken in a couple of days, she just messages me saying, know who, anyone who's dead yet? <laughs> Uh, and because, I mean, I, I don't know anybody personally who's died. Obviously, I see all the stories in the papers. Uh, but the, the figures are going, we had a bit of a discussion about how the government's handling it. My view is not particularly brilliantly. Your view is that we made loads and loads of mistakes. Not we could have done way, not, much, way better. I think we could have done way better, yeah. Also, I just think Boris Johnson is just not a great leader. No, he's not. I mean, I don't think he's like spawn of the devil. Has purposely wants people to die for economic benefits or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't think he's Hitler incarnate. But I do think he's a poor leader. Like, do, I don't think he's a great government official. I also don't think he's massively responsible or reliable. And like, you can look at sort of things that his um, professors said about him when he was at. Oxford? He was Oxford, not Cambridge, wasn't he? Or in I Eton. think he was Oxford, yeah. Yeah, he was Oxford because he was in that Bullingdon club. But the things they said about him when he was at Eton, he just, I don't think he has the attention to detail for this kind of work. No, it's absolutely true that he doesn't have the attention. I mean, it's, that's not his strength, is it? Attention to detail. No. And maybe we could have been locked And down. sort of like pra- pragmatic kind of sit down and deal with it and make decisions. Leader, I don't think that is him at all. 
No, maybe maybe not his strength. But we, we you know, my view, and we had a bit of a, an argument about this, sort of off uh, off mic, was you know before we in the warm up sessions we had a bit of an argument, and I think that uh, the UK. Is completely yeah, but you are patriotic to an maddening degree. (laughs) Yes, but I think the UK is a a special case. I can see why we've done worse than the. You always do. You think it's a special case when we talk about colonisation and stuff. Mm, Well, I think we were more benign colonialists (laughs) than the French or the Belgians. Killing some people is still killing a lot of people. Yes, but well, that we're not arguing about colonialism. What I'm saying is, London is a very very, very, and probably a lot of it goes back to our colonial past, you know, is a, a hugely popular city for people to come to from all over the world. And also, there's a lot of people, 10, 11 million people or whatever, living together in very, very close circumstances, whereas... Mm, maybe if we'd have invested in infrastructure the way that Scandinavian countries have, that wouldn't be the case. Mm, uh, it's, it's a lot harder here than it is in Scandinavia in that, you know, you look at the, the, the yeah, death figures... Yeah, the... so, only now it's so bad, but, like, we should have the potential of of having the ability to have dealt with this better. Yeah, possibly. You know I, mean? I think, what, yes, I know what you mean. One of the problems we've not really faced is that our hospital system hasn't broken down in the way that the Italian hospital system did. And that, you could say, is the management of the, of the pandemic, you know, over here. We've sort of flattened the curve a wee bit, so the hospitals have been able to cope. But I think, obviously, huge mistakes, lack of testing, lack of personal protective equipment for people who work in hospitals and care homes and all that. So uh, I'm not 100% gung-ho for the UK, but I will say that I, I don't think that it's quite fair, as Twitter has, you know, these huge threads on Twitter and said, oh, look at the Germans, look at the Swedes, look at the New Zealanders, look at the Taiwanese. They did way better than us. Uh, it's probably slightly unfair criticism. But we'll no one's saying out. that the Swedish did any better. They've gone for full herd immunity. They They're have. being criticised massively. Yes, they have, true. Well, the Danish, then. Uh, yeah, the Danish. It's the same it's unbelievable. <laughs> Not all the Scandinavian countries are actually the same. Who knew? Who knew? But as we've had that preamble, mm. welcome. Welcome, yes. Did we not say welcome? Welcome mm. to uh, the quarantine. So, yeah. really. Welcome to the quarantine sessions. In terms of being locked up with with your mum and dad, and there's obviously going to be a point where we're able to go out and about again. Not necessarily me, but younger people. But even so, I think that the thing that they said is that it will be, if they allow younger people, it'll be younger people who don't live with older people. So you're really shooting me in the foot there, Dad. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not so much in the foot. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Do you remember, Ruth, the weeks just before you went to the University of York, uh, when you suddenly decided you didn't feel want so to... long go- ago. It does feel a long time ago, because you decided you didn't... You had a real wobble. You sent myself and uh, your mother an email <laughs> saying you really weren't sure you wanted to go to university. And uh, you were wobbly about it, but you decided eventually that you would uh, go to university... And it's changed your life in many ways, hasn't it? I mean, you've become much more independent. Um, your yeah. capacity for alcohol has increased uh, exponentially. Tenfold. Yes. Although I'm really worried because I'm going to have lost all my... Um... No, I'm really actually quite worried because I'm, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get either get back to university and start going out again and just he'll, he'll have 
will have lost all my talents for being able to drink copious amounts. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be back to square one. I don't think alcohol works like that. It does, I it does. You do, you build up a tolerance and then you don't drink for a while and then your tolerance goes yeah. down. Have you not thought of maybe drinking a bit while you're at home? I'm surprised you've not been. But oh, I just thought I'd just not bother for a while. I think I will probably start soon. I think you, the, you, they're becoming more and more annoying. So. Yeah, I think the, the I think the medical advice is that staying off alcohol for a little while, giving your liver a, a bit of a holiday. Um, your liver's jumping up and down with joy, you know, it's having that. The holiday. loving life. Yeah, having Do you that, have two livers. There's no, one, you just one. have one liver. Two kidneys. <laughs> Two kidneys, yeah. one liver. Uh, what a fine meal that is. Now, I think it'll actually do you good, not, yeah. not drinking Well, so I haven't much. drank anything no. well, since I broke up from uni. Yeah. Uh, well, so what, how are you filling your time? I know one of the ways you're filling your time is... Trashy by, TV. Yes. Well, not even trashy TV, just sort of you know, nondescript TV because you, you went right I like right to through... that real middle of the road, just... Yeah, because you watched, uh, you know, you're not I watching I think you things... would respect me more if I was like, I'm going to watch every single different series of Desperate Housewives and just fully commit to kind of trash, but... Mm, yeah, or because you've not been watching things like Too Hot to Handle and those... Uh, and the t- and You t- just t- saw that on Netflix, on the Netflix home screen. Or have you heard about it? No, I've heard about Too Hot to Handle. Because I hadn't really heard of it until one of my friends just mentioned it. Mm. Uh, well, there's, there's a couple, isn't there? There's Too Hot to Handle. Uh, that's the one where... They're, they're, they're not allowed to touch each other. Not allowed to touch and things I, I've like never that. watched it. I've not really even no. heard that much about no. it. No, well, the idea is that these are all sort of hot Love Island type people. But even though they're all so hot... They've got hot, to get to know uh, each other. <laughs> yes. This is going to look inside the... So they're going to form relationships based on it's all the... It's the same de- as Love is Blind. It's the same premise, really. Yes. Because they have to get to know each other from behind the wall. But you haven't been watching those programmes, I've watched Love is Blind. I've watched Love is Blind just before this whole quarantine thing. Yeah. I've been watching Made in Chelsea... Yes, but as well as watching I watch a lot of How I Met Your Mother. A lot. You were it's comforting. There's 27 seasons of that. And you watched it, you know, in these 50 episodes and everything. You I, watched every single one. The thing is with it is great background television. I like it to be on in the background. It's a bizarre I don't thing. have to, and, have to concentrate yeah, on it. TV on. And I like to, I like to, um, I can fall asleep to it. I'm not worried that I'm going to miss anything. There's no pressure to it. Everyone's already seen it. Everyone agrees that it's just, like, fine, pretty bad, pretty misogynistic. But Is it? Well, not really. It has a lot of the tropes of, like, the cool girl trope. If you've right. read Gone Girl, you know, the whole Gillian so Flynn Neil, thing. If you've read... No, I've read Gone Girl, so I know the whole Gillian Flynn thing. Well, what, what's that got cool to do girl, with How I Met Your Mother? Okay, so in her cool girl monologue, do you remember that from reading it? Vaguely. When she's like, the cool girl eats pizza and stays a size two. The cool, you know, that the whole reason she, she's never been able to be herself. Gillian Flynn coined this term called the cool girl, which is this trope that you see in loads of films. So like, um, Mila Kunis's character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Kate Hudson's character in. Um, how to lose a guy in ten days. Eighth grade. Anybody um, in eighth grade? Is that a <laughs> no, 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 no. Eighth grade is a is a genuine thing. Uh, the character Sam uh, Sam in Garden State, the character played by Natalie Portman, she's like a cool girl. Mila Kunis again in Black Swan. Mila Kunis in Friends with Benefits. But not Mila, Mila Kunis in basically any film ever. Yeah, but not Mila Kunis in Family Guy. No, she's no, very no, much no. the uncool girl. And so it's it's this persona that, that a lot of. Um, 
mainly male writers will write these women who are effortlessly attractive um, but eat all the time they're usually typically into male things so sports or drinking scotch which is like robin the character from how i met your mother or um right so i'm trying robin to think of a character that you'll know what was um, kate hudson's character in almost famous not so remember her well, you remember that. all these films um, Oh, I'm trying to think of a cool girl character that you will have actually seen. Well, I saw Lady Bird. Is there a cool girl in Lady no. Bird? No. No, because that's well written and by a woman. It's ah, usually male right. writers. Have you seen... Have you... Um, uh, there's something about Mary. Yes. Mary is the character that Gillian Flynn based... Gone, uh, Gone Girl, I've forgotten the name of the no, character. No, I've forgotten the name, yeah. Um, based the character mm. on... Uh, the Cameron Diaz character in that. It's this male fantasy woman who can mm. never really exist but women try and make up so so you know um, in bridesmaids mm. you know when she pretends to be cool i'm saying cool in inverted commas um see that was because it's audio um, <laughs> oh, you're such a professional. just professionalism coming out the wazoo um coming i've not said wazoo. coming out the wazoo for a while what's coming out of the wazoo that's that's the same is it? No, I've never heard coming out of the wazoo. Uh, that just means from nowhere. Just coming out of ev- all, all everywhere. Mm, okay, fair enough. Um, I forgot <laughs> what I was saying now. Well, you were, something was coming out of the wazoo, and I don't know what exactly what was. Professionalism. Mm. I was saying, oh, so the cool girl, and I was saying cool in inverted commas, and now I've forgotten. Um, yeah. Well, no, I think we've covered that, basically, cool girls. Because I, I was referring... Oh, so, yeah, so they use... So Ted projects this thing the the character of robin which is the main yeah. the central love interest for a lot of it is this woman who is completely unattainable uh, so and bridesmaids are saying for you to understand you know when she pretends to have just woken up like this and she's totally cool about not having a relationship whatever the um christian wig character when really she's not she's pretending to be the cool girl that you see uh, in all these right. films yeah. eternal sunshine and the spotless mind is like that right. character as well. This has been a sort of uh, a little journey around cinema history in many in many ways. There you go. Um, but I've, I've probably watched too many, many of those films that are a bit Come more... Come for pre- the jerks, stay mm. for the cinema history. Yes, I've um, I've seen too many of those films. The, the three films that I'm referring to were... Um, Barbara Streisand. There's a Barbara Streisand film where she's the cool girl. I've forgotten what the film wow. is. Wow. Um, well, it's not Yentl and it's not... <laughs> is it Funny Girl? About mm, Funny Brass? I don't think it's... No. Fu- not, not Funny Girl. Barbara Streisand, I mean, she's older Anyway, than me, but it? what it does is it glorifies sort of conventionally male attributes right. of being in so, cars. why have you watched 200 episodes of it over the last... Because uh, it's comforting, because it's yeah. nice to have on in the background. And as much as I think you want to watch stuff that's improving or, or intellectual or critically acclaimed what is really nice to do is just have something where you don't need to think about it mm. so we had all that we had uh, how i met your mother uh, we have a certain amount of gray's anatomy we've had well, not much gray's anatomy no. i've, I've... You've, I had, even, you've had it the other that, day I, I watched like 20 minutes of the newest episode and I thought no I actually cannot watch this yeah. it is 
pure trash. Problem not, is, not good. No. Not in a good way. The problem is with these American series. Now on Gilmore Girls. Yes, I know. And I didn't realize there were so many episodes, episode after episode after episode. And I said, well, why don't you watch, if you like that, watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Because there's the same people who did Gilmore Girls have done The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I, you know, I thought the first series was great, but like all these things, it jumps the shark. The Americans always make too many. You know, Faulty Towers. Per, I know. We've done that with Killing Eve now. Yes, Killing Eve's jumped the shark, hasn't it? Onto the. Uh... I watched. I watched the first series, loved it. Watched the second series, thought meh, not. It was good. It was. It, you know, you could watch it. It didn't. It, I wasn't bored while I was watching it, but not brilliant. Thought, yeah, that's a good ending. And then they've brought it back for a third season. Yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I worry during these troubled times, these unprecedented times, for young people like yourself, all right, you maybe miss a year of your life if it's as bad as, as, it, as it might be. You know, a year is regarding... a really long time, though. A year is for, quite a long time being, in the 19th, but yeah. then you're back again, and uh, hopefully at some point, you know, the, the new normal, whatever the new normal is, it'll be, there will be bars. I hope it's a lot like the old normal. Well, I would hope so as well. I liked the old normal. Yeah, the old normal was fine. Nobody was looking for a new normal. But, um, and and hopefully some of those bars and things that you like to go to in York, they'll uh, still be open uh, if they've been lucky enough to survive. One of them has put a a club that I go to a lot in York has put a purse that's like Freedom Party, I think it called or something, date to be confirmed, like, 
There well, are plans in the pipeline. There are plans, and you know, fingers crossed, it's all going to. And you lose a little bit of your, lose a little bit of your life. You've lost a summer and all that. But obviously, there'll be people third years who've uh, graduated. Oh, I don't and, envy them at all. And they're in a really, you know, because those graduate jobs that they were hoping to get. Uh, I mean, for a start, they don't get the celebrations of, of graduation and everything, which is a, a sort of rite of passage. But then those graduate jobs that they, they were looking for, a lot of those will have disappeared. I'm just thinking about mm. my own industry, you know, the media. What I industry? Well, I'm a very tiny, but tiny I'm little. I'm a tiny, 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 tiny little part of the media industry. But when I see newspapers and uh, my own radio show and listen to the sort of lack of advertising, if you like, those they're not going to be hiring. You know, normally a smart graduate could. Have, I've expected to get a job in the media somewhere, but they're not going to... I don't know how many anymore. The media's kind of been a dying industry for well, a while. Well, it has been, you know, newspapers have been dying. traditional but, media. Well, traditional media. But what everybody still needs, you know, is content. Content, yeah. Everybody needs content. So those... You've said this before. <laughs> Much like some children are told bedtime stories, you just whispered to me, we still need content. Yes, when I was, that's probably when I was trying to persuade you to be a journalist of some sort. But, um, you know, so everybody still needs content, whether it's on the internet or it's a satellite TV or whatever. And you would have thought these third years would be the type of people who, to quote Stuart Lee, uh, would be content providers somewhere or other. But those jobs are going to go because, uh, simply because the advertising hasn't been there. Nobody's, uh, apart from supermarkets, nobody's really advertising. Uh, and then the jobs that graduates... No one's spending any money. No, either. precisely. And the jobs that graduates might have done while they were waiting for a post in the media i.e. working in bars and clubs and uh, restaurants and coffee bars those are going to go as well I'm yeah not... i mean i can see on a very small scale and obviously not to the degree that you can really understand it because like in terms of losing jobs like people will have lost like their only way to earn money they yeah, will be struggling yeah. to feed their family or like there will be graduates who are not in a position where they can go home and their parents can help them out like i am in that um, or uh, people who are in their years of university and rely on having the summer to make money to fund their next year of university. Like, mm. I know there's going to be a lot of people in that. Um, and I'm not all, but even I can see, like, I've had the job that we've done that I get paid for is now gone. And that's not, and that's even to me a bit of like, oh gosh, so next year I'm going to have to figure out what to work during. No, I think, no like, I think the way you think is, oh gosh. I'm going to have to talk to my dad now and not for money. <laughs> no, I mean, that too. But it's also a thing of like, and I had um, a write, another writing job and that's been postponed at least it's been indefinitely paused. Yeah. paused for how long you don't know. Yeah. And so then you do start to think like, I really have relied on having that money to not have to ask you like, mm. which is well, a nice yeah. position to be in. And I also know I have parents to fall back on which is a massively privileged position but in terms of a lot of university students they can't fund that like the loan is not big enough to for most uh, most people mm. like it's not for me the loan is not big enough to cover rent plus all your living expenses and a lot of these jobs have gone and like most people save loads in the summer to then have money to be able to live in the term time and stuff and so 
it is i think it has probably more knock on effects for graduates and people who are in university than you probably even imagine because you kind of think oh no graduation postgraduate jobs or they're not having their exams blah blah, blah. but i think really it has bigger like the oh, economic yeah, stuff yeah, around yeah. it is much bigger. And it's it's difficult than for... Than you think you can yeah. even see, really. And it's difficult for graduates to moan about it because they can see how uh, it's affecting all sorts of other people. You know, I don't know, uh, self-employed oh, yeah, people, again, my, my like, hairdresser, I'm sure, I don't think he's going to open up again. Dentists... Loads of people will lose know, their jobs as well. And, of, people, and bus- have, people lose their businesses yeah. and that sort of thing. But and something. people who have lots of children. So you are, again, as a university student or as a someone who's in their third year graduating, you are, again, in a really privileged position. But it doesn't make no, it... No, it doesn't make it any better. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the important things is like people do will complain about like losing their summer holidays. And of course you can say, well, um, carers are going to lose their lives because they've not been given the proper protective equipment or people will starve to death, which always happens when unemployment rises. But it still does hurt to feel cheated by something. Let's lighten it up now, if you can call Bob Dylan singing about the assassination of President Kennedy is uh, lightening it up, uh, because this is uh, my choice of music. Uh, Murder Most Foul, Bob Dylan. Rub-a-dub-dub, it's a murder most foul. Hush, little children, you'll understand. The Beatles are coming, they're gonna hold your hand Slide down the banister, go get your coat Ferry cross the mercy and go for the throw Wow, that was great. (laughs) We uh, edit the music in later, just in case you've missed that uh, cracking joke from Ruth there. It's it's interesting, because we were having this conversation about how... This is the low-budget version of the show. (laughs) Just saying something. Mm. We were having this conversation uh, about the fact that uh, your view was, if you can't say... You can't say it in three minutes, you can't say it all. No, well, Bob Dylan's track is 17 minutes long. But I started off thinking, well, this is a bit... You know, it was. it's very much like... Well, you won't have heard of McGonagall, who's a, uh, the worst poet. He's a sort of... I have heard of, of McGonagall when yeah. you... Um did this bit last time we tried yes. to record this yes you're right but apart from that um mcgonagall you know did stuff like you know, it was in the year of 1843 when we went down to the river you and me sort of really corny rhymes and the start of the bob dylan thing uh, sounds as though it's going to be like that but then he goes into all a whole 60s bit and the bit we played for you there as you'll have noticed he actually mentions the beatles in that bit because america it was an interesting interesting sort little take on it but america in 1963 when uh, november 22nd when president kennedy was shot you know the whole country was in real shock then i mean really low and then about a month or two after that the beatles arrived in america and one of the reasons that the beatles became so massive in america was the fact that america was looking for something uh, to lift them out of the gloom you know after president kennedy's assassination bob didn't refers to that and they refers to all sorts of there's all sorts of interesting cultural references I uh, expanded my Spotify playlist by about five tunes that Dylan mentions in Murder Most Far. So even though you're only like a three-minute piece, you do love Bob, and I would I do, and I, I also do like more than three-minute jokes. Yeah. I was just doing a bit. You're just doing a bit. But I would, if I were you, I would listen to the whole 17 minutes. You know, what? sometime when you think, I'll switch on the Gilmore Girls. Or sorry, 
Gilmore Girls, I'll switch on Gilmore. That, that is by far the most annoying <laughs> thing that you and Mum do. It's calling everything, oh, sh- are you doing another Zoom? It's not the Zoom, it's, a, it's just Zoom. Well, I always say, just one bit of advice for you. Take away the the, just call it Facebook. It's much cooler. Yeah, you see, you didn't, you didn't deliver that very well. So, um, instead of sometime, instead of watching Gilmore Girls, each episode, which, given commercials and things, is probably about 17 minutes. No, um, they're like 40 minutes long. Oh, are they? Oh, well, like 30. Yeah, too, well, so. half of Gilmore Girls. Instead of that, listen to Bob Dylan, because I'd be interested in your view. Yeah, um, I will do. What have you got for us? Um, I've got a song called Come Through by Jeremy Zucker. Now I'm shaking, drinking all this coffee. These last few weeks have been exhausting I'm lost in my imagination And there's one thing that I need from you Can you come through? That was great! Actually, I've heard it. I quite liked it because I downloaded it. Yeah, nice, but, serene. Mm, I serene. Think. Do we know anything about Jeremy Zucker at um, all? He is like twenty-four years old from America. Nothing really that interesting. No. His the title is all in lowercase letters because capitals are out. Yeah. Don't know whether you knew that. Yes, yes. Capital letters are completely just not cool anymore. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So just a little piece of music for you. Excellent. Um, you and actually... then those will both be on our Spotify playlist. They will, unlike some other tunes. We went through the Spotify playlist because I actually listened to the last podcast we did on, the, uh, on Spotify. Not on the Spotify playlist. There's a couple, two or three that aren't on there over the years. But I don't worry about it. There's only about 100 and odd people following our playlist on That's Spotify. That's quite a lot, though, for Spotify. You yeah. don't really get very many followers on Spotify. Yeah, well, there's only about... I mean, some people do. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only about six people following my actual personal playlist. On That's quite there. a lot. Is it? Yeah, there's only about two following mine. Really? Yeah. Well, if, you, if people want to do listen to the tunes, uh, Jeremy Zucker and Bob Dylan... Uh, how would they just go on to Spotify? How would they do that? Dad, they do let that? me tell you. Go on then. Um, they, if you just type in Ruthie, Uni, Dad and Me, or Ruthie, Me and My Dad, or Martin and Ruth, yeah. or Martin and Ruth Podcast, or any of those things, and you'll, you'll find it pretty Spotify easily. Playlist, you'll find our profile and then our playlist. Mm. And if you want to email us, I, I did mention uh, last time when we recorded this that we were back by popular demand. Um, because and we're using the term popular loosely. We are indeed. And uh, I said we'd had lots and lots of emails. Again, uh, using the term lots uh, loosely. Lots and lots of emails asking us to uh, to come back and do uh, a, a plague cast or quarantine sessions. Uh, we had lots and lots of uh, emails, by which I mean four. So, uh, and also my uh, chum Nick Harris, he wanted us to uh, to do it again because he's got a daughter the same age, so they have a lot of the um, similar sort of conversations. But I did notice how your musical taste sort of changed because the first week when we were going to do this and I asked you for a piece of music you chose something different Ghosts See Kids Kids See Ghosts is it Kids See Ghosts there yeah. you go it um, was, that was good as well though wasn't it mm. well, it's, it's Kanye West and Kid Coody and you'll find that even a kid is swinging in a later style oh what is Santa bringing oh it feels so good it should cost Brought an alligator, I ain't talking the cost Made me say, uh, uh 
like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross. Uh-huh. She seemed to make me always feel like a boss. Yeah, and it's called Fourth Dimension. Uh, and I liked it because it had a bit of oldie worldy music at the start, which I, I, was, I like those sort of rap hip hop things when you they. You like a good sample, don't you? Yeah, I do yeah, like a good like sample. That, you like that Chances like, song by Subculture Surge that I did ages yes, ago? Which, of course, is a jo- Johnny Mathis from mm. going from way back. That's good, and it's on our Spotify yeah, playlist as well. And the other thing, just to uh, to finish this off, that you've been doing loads of, is uh, jigsaws. You've become a jigsaw oh, maniac. Gilmore Girls in the background. Jigsaw, you are good at jigsaws. I am. And some is, can sing, some can dance. Yeah. I'm hoping to be able to turn it into a career. What, doing jigsaws? Checking the jigsaws. Well, now... Someone's got to check the jigsaws, Dad. Yeah, well, interesting you say that, because... I uh, interviewed on the radio uh, a woman whose that is her career. She wow. makes jigsaws. She chooses the pictures. They send, you know, the company send them to her. She lives in Gloucestershire. They send these pictures to her home in Gloucestershire. She decides which are the ones from like hundreds of pictures that would make a good uh, jigsaw, and then um, draws a design of how the pieces should be. You say, uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I want well, to like. Actually there's a computer program. I think it's a thousand word, a thousand yeah. pieces. For, and is it true? that you're now seeing the world in little... <laughs> in little puzzle pieces everything yeah can see how it all fits together mm. well the one i'm doing at the moment is so hard i though. know and it's, I don't know it's a you... 1500 piece one yeah. and it's all like such similar colors yeah and you every time you come in i'm like oh it's so annoying i know like, well, just, why you just carrying... don't do it just yeah. quit. why do you carry on doing it when it's got so to. annoying yeah. because i'm 19 and i'm wild and that's what you've got to do sad times Sad times indeed. Well, let's hope we can do another podcast next week if uh, if there's any evidence that people actually have any appetite for it because that was the other thing that we said. Bored of ev- listening to yeah. everyone's take on what it's like to live in quarantine, podcasts yeah. about quarantine. If you want a good po- a good set of podcasts with a big back catalogue, um, listen this to American This American Life. Life. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. But uh, like I say, every idiot is doing podcasts mm. these days. So, But if, if there seems to be uh, some sort of appetite, how many emails would I need to, as evidence that there's some Double sort of figures. appetite? Right. Um, Which I think is unlikely. <laughs> Okie doke. Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want another one of these uh, playcasts, the quarantine sessions, let us know and we'll uh, gladly, well, I say gladly, gladly in my case, not so gladly in Ruth's case, <laughs> uh, put it out there for you. Uh, meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for yeah. listening. Stay safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.